How do you honor God? By doing everything to the glory of God. Not just not sinning, not just, okay, you don't steal from people, but by making good shoes. If we're going to talk about you were a new creation, that means everything has to change. Why does God not just, you know, bring people to heaven immediately after being saved? It's because there's stuff to do here. There's a point to all of this. And if we're Christians, we do it better, or at least in theory. But if we really apply the standard that's set in scripture, then we know that no one is good because no one is God. We serve a storyteller. We serve a, a God who has a perfect plan, a sovereign will for every moment of history. It's not about going into the world to make artists. It's about going into the world to make disciples. This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And I'm Carly. And we are here once more with another episode, the first of a long slate of fun topics for 2021. What are we talking about today, Connor? Uh, We're talking about Christian education. Nice. So when your teacher is a guy named Christian, is that that's, that's it? That's what we're talking about? Uh, no. Okay. What, what does well, that, what does that mean, Carly? Christian, right? Christians, Christian education. Oh yeah. So education for Christians. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, no, Thanks, it'd be, it, 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 no, we're not talking about education for Christians. We're talking about education that is Christian. Uh, yes, sure. Sure. Yes. You confused me there. Hopefully education for Christians would be education that is Christian. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> but but uh, education for Christians doesn't necessarily have to be uh, good. Or I guess Christians don't necessarily have to have education that is Christian. You know, you know what? Let's start. We're, we are confusing the listeners. confusing the listeners. All right. Sure. It, it is you and your wife. That's that's the problem yeah. here. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I'm making fun of you. Yeah, it's true. Mm. So Christian education. When we talk about Christian education, we are talking about we're kind of doing like a part two, I think, of the homeschool versus public school episode that we did way way long ago. Um, that's kind of what this is. So we're going to talk about, um, cause I have new thoughts on the topic and I know you guys do too. Uh, it's been a while since we've visited the, uh, the topic. And so I just want to talk about basically what is the responsibility of parents to educate their children and what does that education look like? Uh, and specifically, you know, Christians, what is the responsibility of Christian parents to educate their children and, and how are they supposed to do that? Um, so Carly, do you have a, what, what would be maybe just a, a simple definition not definition but like a simple summary of what the responsibility for christian parents is according to scripture um wow right now my brain just first blanked on the verse wow um to train your kids up in the fear and admonition of the lord right. that's what i was looking yeah. for <laughs> i'll see if i can find the specific ver- that's verse in, reference it's in deuteronomy is it okay fear and admonition uh i want to say 22 actually it's i mean ephesians 6 4 is where i'm what i'm getting but that might be a quotation from deuteronomy yeah i think it's deuteronomy 24 actually um but anyway i mean paul at least in ephesians 6 4 says fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the lord uh, which is another way of saying that you know the admonition of the lord um so yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty straightforward, right? But what does that, I guess, mean is maybe what we're what we're talking about. So let, let's say um, a Christian parent comes up to me and says, or up to you, you know, whoever, um, and says, um, you know, I am training my child. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm telling my, my child how to be a Christian, um, but I want them to go to public school so that they can be a witness to their friends at public school. What would we say to those people? No. <laughs> um, um, more specifically, because um, just what's the word I'm looking for? Um, most of the time, it is not the case that they are making a positive impact on the people around them, um, at least not as much as the people around them are making a negative impact on them. 
And if we're trying to train up our children to know the gospel, we can't expect that they fully understand it at the point where we decide to send them to a public school that's going to try to undo all of that. Um, So it should be primarily the parent's job to be administering the gospel and then teaching the children also how to do that, but not immediately sending them somewhere where they're expected to do that well. Right. Because, you know, the issue would be where we, we look at this verse and I don't think any Christian parent would disagree that we're supposed to bring up our children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Right. Um, the issue is when you're not approaching this with a fully orbed biblical worldview, um, you're not going to understand what that actually implies. Um, given the context of Ephesians 6.4 and the context of scripture leading up to Ephesians 6.4. Right. That has a very particular sense in which it's meant by Paul. Right. He, he would not except like if he if he told a father to do this and then they like reported back to him and then said all right so we did what you what we what you asked us to do we we tell our kids about jesus um every night when they get home but during the day we actually send them to a a roman school uh where they get taught how to worship the pagan gods uh but we we make sure to correct that and make sure that you know when they get home we we tell them what the true god is uh paul would be like did I did I stutter? Like, what what part of bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord led you to believe that a a little bit of Jesus and a whole lot of Roman paganism was what I meant? So, what would maybe what Connor? What would be like uh, the devil's advocate like position? Someone? What would someone say when I when we say that? And. You know, we say, hey, you know, you need to train your child up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. You need to educate them yourself. Like you need to provide for their a Christian education for them. Like what what would be like the counterpoint that most people probably make? Uh, well, I would say the main one that I've received is the one that you already brought up. Well, the two that you've already brought up is that, you know, they're they're going out there to, uh, you know, be missionaries um, to public schools. And I would say. Um, all of those parents are not preaching the gospel um, in the public square. Um, I've never met a Christian who has sent their children to public school and said they've been missionaries um, that are consistently preaching the gospel in the public square um, or, or at all. I haven't met any, any Christian who, who, who would say that and is preaching the gospel. Um, so I would say that's a moot point that uh, you shouldn't be teaching your children and expect them to do something that you're not doing. Um, So I'd say the first thing in order to be consistent with that argumentation, you need to be preaching the gospel first, and then you can come back to me later and try to make that argument. Um, And then the, the other point you made of, well, we will teach them our own, teach them on our own um, and, and try to undo those things. But uh, Luke 6.40 says, a student is not above his teacher, or a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. Um, so in, a, in the public school system, uh, they spend most of their time there. So if you think that you, as a parent, being able to spend less time with your children um, than they have at the public school... If you think that you, what you, you're teaching them is going to seem, is going to get through to them more than what the public school system is teaching them, um, then you're wrong. And yeah. uh, Jesus and, and himself declares that that's not, that's not accurate. Yeah. One of the things that also jumps out to me is that the parents that typically, you know, try to make the argument that you know, they, they supplement their children with a Christian education at home in the sense that, you know, they teach them about Christianity. Um, those are typically not the families that do stuff like family worship. They mm-hmm. just take their kids to church, drop them off a youth group right? and, you know, celebrate Christian holidays. They're not typically the families that actually spend diligent time at home working through these things like actually diligently teaching their children what the gospel is, how to worship and things like that. Um, And so I could see in situations where maybe there's a financial situation where they can't provide for a non-public education, um, Mm -hmm. but the family is still 
diligently trying to actually make up for the time that they're losing with their kids. Um, like I could see people making that argument. I don't know if I would still support it, but that's not the actual situation with most parents trying to make that argument because they're not actually putting that diligent time into teaching their family about the faith. Yeah. A couple of things there. First thing that jumps out to me is right. The, the kind of parents who would be diligent to um, be in family worship with their kids and teach them scripture every day are also the kinds of parents that would actually read scripture and then come to an understanding that they're not supposed to have yeah. their kids in public schools, right? Uh, those are the kind of parents that actually are going to do family worship or the ones who wouldn't send their kids to public school anyway because they understand mm-hmm. scripture. Um, and, and then the other, other th- thing would be if there is an actual situation where parents are so financially destitute that they have to send their children to public school, then that's an indictment on the church that they go to yeah. that yes. wouldn't provide for that, provide them support at least enough so they didn't have to do that, right? That they could find some other solution, mm-hmm. um, right? And one of the things that I think uh, is going to be important about this conversation, as opposed to that original conversation we had a while ago about public school versus homeschool, is I, I think my... Um, views on Christian education have changed somewhat because I've been exposed to good private Christian education. Um, right, where before it, for me, it was like a dichotomy. It was like homeschool or public school. Like those are your only options. Um, whereas now I'm realizing, okay, yeah, there actually are a lot of really good churches that have put in the time and money to make Christian schools, right. To, 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 to fund that, education so that their congregants have a place to send their children to be educated um you know and and those sorts of situations you know specifically where maybe the parent feels like they don't know enough as a parent to like be able to homeschool their kids like they're they're like i i want my kids to be able to have like teachers who actually know what they're talking about in all these subjects um and I feel like that's like b- before I would still be very skeptical about that. What if a parent had told me that? Um, and that's mainly because I, the only private Christian education I had been exposed to was honestly rather subpar. And like, I, it just still, it seemed, it seemed like most of the parents who were sending their kids to the private Christian schools in our area were doing it because, you know, and maybe, and that's, and this isn't necessarily across the board. I'm not like, making a broad accusation, but like a lot of the kids who are sent to this private, these private Christian schools, their parents still, they just didn't care about their kids. They just needed a place to send them. Right. They're like, this is better. We'll just send them there. Like whatever. We'll, we'll slap the Christian label on it and we're good. We don't have to actually train our kids in righteousness. We can just send them to this school and then they'll do all the work for us. Right. That's mm-hmm. if that is your attitude, no matter what you're doing with your kids, they are not going to be, only by the grace of God will they actually grow up to be Christians. So, and, and more importantly, I mean, it's sinful. Yeah. Um, if if uh, God blesses your children and saves them, regardless of your actions, that's great. But but it's sinful to not care about the education of your children. Yeah. Um, it, I I, I uh, realized I kind of didn't play devil's advocate um, before, so I did actually think of uh, a different thing though that uh pe- people have brought up before is just like well if you send your children to public school i mean they're they're learning things like math and history and science it's it's not uh i mean it's neutral i mean they're just being taught facts they're not being taught a worldview that's that's the argument i've i have heard as well education is never neutral (laughs) yes and i think that's that's one of the most important things that i think christians need to understand about this situation when when paul says fathers do not provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the lord he is telling them give them an explicitly christian education right teach them to be christians like you you could even maybe go one step further and say this 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 verse isn't even talking about um you know can you do math it, right. it it's and and that's not an excuse to then send your kids to public school so that they can get the math training and then you teach them you know whatever at home that that's not what i'm saying at all what i'm saying is 
the most important thing you can teach your children is how to be a Christian. And you can't do that if you're sending them to a place that is actively teaching them to not be a Christian, right? No matter how well you think that school is going to teach your kids secular disciplines, and I put that in air quotes because there is no secular discipline, right? There's, there's no neutral discipline. Math isn't neutral if it's taught at a public school. It's, it's atheist, right? Math taught at a public school is atheist math. And, and how can I say that? Because mathematics has a worldview behind it, right? Well, how, what you view, how you view math has a worldview behind it. Um, I don't know. Had you guys heard that like there are legit people right now basically saying that two plus two equals four, like that sort of like objective math is colonialist and racist. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I never look further into it, like as to why the, they were saying that specifically. But like right away, that shows me, okay, if you don't have an explicitly Christian worldview about these things, basically anything goes, right? You can say stuff like that and get away with it because in a, in a subjective reality, right? In a world without God, technically, I guess they're right, right? Like uh, maybe two plus two doesn't equal four. Maybe it can equal something else because anything goes. There, there is no objective standard by which to base mathematics. So why not? Um, And, and obviously we'd have to get into the whole other conversation of uh, government control yeah. and people relying on the government for all these things, which is why most Christian parents see this, this line of thought and this argumentation as one infuriating because it's insulting um, their, their parenting. Um, and that to them, that's a personal attack and, and granted understandable. Um, but uh, people, people have um, a reliance upon the government. And when you say things like, uh, yeah, the public school system is not neutral, people, people I mean, it's like, it's like you're talking to somebody and they're like, well, how do we know the truth? Well, I'll Google it. Or, or well, what do the experts say? What do the officials say? Like, what do are, what are the top dogs say? It's, it's like that type of um, line of thinking. So when people are talking bad about public school, it's like, what a conspiracy theorist. You think, you think our government is trying to brainwash our children? And it's like, yes. <laughs> they're, they're not trying, they're succeeding. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, so <clears throat> I think, I think it's, a, it's a hard pill for people to swallow that public education is not a valid option for Christians and is sinful um, because to them, uh, there's a reliance on the government and a faith and um, respect for authority in the government. And so by insulting public schools, by saying, well, they're not teaching neutral knowledge, they're teaching an atheistic worldview, um, that's insulting to them. And so uh, they want to run away from this conversation immediately. So with that in mind, um, and, but obviously that's, that's a whole nother conversation we would get into about the government and those types we'll of things. We'll probably yeah. get into that a little bit when we talk about self-sufficiency. Yeah. Just being independent from the government, even in regards to your children's education, yeah. like especially in regards to that. Yeah. Are we talking about that today for self-sufficiency? Or no, when we, when we, yeah, when no, we get to those episodes. those episodes, yeah. Okay, that's what, okay. Um, one of the things, another, another thing that I thought of um, is that we do a lot of, in the cases where um, children of Christians are sent to public schools just as greater evangelical evangelicalism. We do a lot of like explaining to them that certain pagan ideas are wrong, but not explaining what the right ones are. Right. Um, like if you take creationism versus evolutionism, for example, one of the main things that people bring up with public schools is that, you know, they teach evolutionism. Um, and you know, every once in a while, you'll have a Christian kid in a public school that, you know, is enraged by what they're teaching and will actually do the work themselves of researching what creationism actually believes and why and specifically why evolutionism is wrong. But most of the time, you just have kids that are sent to school and being told what these people that we're sending to you are saying is wrong. 
but we're not going to sit down and explain to you what you should actually believe um, according to scripture, which is a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. Kids kids can't thrive from simply negative um, teaching, right? Like where this is bad. You need to tell them what's good. Mm -hmm. Because if if you're sending them to someone who's actually giving them an explanation for why this thing is supposedly true, but you're not giving them an explanation as to why you think it's not, then they're probably most of the time going to believe the person that's actually giving them an explanation, whether or not it's a good explanation or not. Yep. And and on top of that, I mean, you think about, um, you think about the, the the classic Christian kid that goes to a public school and does know, you know, oh, okay, I know the ins and outs about evolution. I know that evolution is false. I know, you know, creation, answers in Genesis, all the all these uh, ideas. I mean, they could still go to a public school and still think, well, it's just the science part. Um, Black Lives Matter. Oh no, that makes sense to me. The the social injustice that of uh, critical race theory. I'm I'm white, and so I'm right. I'm passively racist against all black people, and I need to repent of my racism and um, uh, give uh, reparations to all black people because of my ancestors. Those types of things. Um, they could they could still be going to that public school and believe other ideas. Because it, well, it's just that one thing. It was just evolution, and so they can identify the issue, but they aren't seeing that the whole of their education has a worldview behind it, and not just right. the science part. Because that worldview will change the way you think about every subject, especially things that people are explicitly teaching you on, even like literature and you know biology and government, um, economics. Yes, economics. <laughs> yep. Um, Cause you can get very specific ideas at public schools that are very not biblical. Um, right. I remember even just in my literature classes, it was like, this poem is saying this. Um, but it was also a very, you know, this poem could be saying another thing because everything's subjective, but, right. you know, um, a lot of the times it was like, this is what most people have said this poem means. And it's, you know, m- maybe not, that way at all um and you can if you're actually looking at it with a christian worldview you can see that it's something else completely or that it's being praised and it shouldn't be or you know stuff like that um and oh, i was about to say something else and I, I don't remember now so keep going that was the end of my thought <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember uh, um if if your if your child is going to public school and you are teaching them correctly, they should be so um, they should be so angry and uncomfortable and untrusting of their teachers and everything um, that it, it wouldn't be a good school environment anyway because they don't trust the people that are teaching them. And yep. so, well, what are they actually learning? Because they're constantly having to question everything they're being taught and learn on their own. And yet they have all this homework. And so it's, it's not an environment, even just in general, if you're actually teaching your children um, what they need to know and warning they're gonna them hate every single, what they're going to hate learning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're Christian parents and you're actually warning your children about everything that's wrong in the public school system, one, you don't have enough time. And two, they they should be so untrusting and angry at the public school system that they can't. They're probably you too for sending them probably. there continually. Probably what? I said probably at you too for sending them there. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like the, the whole situation just has so many problems with it that if you're actually looking at scripture, either you or your child, eventually one of you is going to have to run across. Yeah, this isn't right. This shouldn't be happening. And if you don't run across that, well, then you're not reading scripture closely enough and you're probably being influenced too much by the world anyway. Um, so like another thing that comes to mind for me, too, is. You know, when we talked about earlier, when, when parents say, um, I'm sending my kids to public school so that they can be a witness to their friends, that's like saying, um, we're in a war 
And so I'm going to send my children to the other boot camp, to the other side's boot camp, so that they can be witnesses to the people in the uh, on the other side. One or two, one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to rush in there with with swords or whatever, right, and immediately get killed in this analogy, right? Because if they're going to the other side and they make it clear, yes, I'm from the opposing side, they're just going to get skewered. Or the other side is going to train them to fight the Christians, right? That, those are the two options you have. You don't have the option where the kids who haven't been trained properly to fight the war at all yet are now faced with either dying on the sword of their enemies or learning to fight the other side. Those are the only the two first, things. In the first scenario, you have a movie like God's Not Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. That was a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then to kind of just move the conversation forward then because we because yeah. we've, we've kind of touched on these issues before yeah. but it's good to cover those bases again um well why don't we say this if if uh you're a christian or specifically a christian parent and you hate us right now why don't you send us an email we can talk we can talk over the phone we can video chat whatever christian uh, artist show with me christian artist show at gmail.com or yeah or you yeah, can, yeah. um you could you could hop on the podcast with Angel or I or Caleb and and uh, have a cordial disagreement and and we uh, we can have a, a formal formal conversation about it and uh, air it for the world to hear and by the world I mean like maybe ten people a week or something like that um, depending on depending on how uh, depending on how many people in Japan are currently um, listening to our episodes. Um. Anyway. Uh, inside joke. I Caleb didn't laugh, so maybe he didn't hear that. I didn't actually. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Um. So yeah, so we we can have that conversation. If if you're unwilling to do that, I'd encourage you to listen to um, uh, Children of Caesar, um, by Bodibakum, a sermon by Bodibakum, Children of Caesar. I think it's a part one and a part two. Um, like just on YouTube or wherever. I'd encourage you to listen to uh. I can't remember if you, I think it's some sort of conference he was at as well. Just Bodhi Bakum on homeschooling um, and listen and listen to those things because uh, he has more biblical uh, um, texts to go through and talk about with that uh, area, but also like the statistics and like the facts about um, public school and um, those types of things. So that would be helpful to listen to with a um open mind and see what he has to say and let that challenge your beliefs and go to scripture yourself um but moving on from there what we kind of want to talk about is if if it's definitely not public school what about private school Um, what about online school are there other other options besides just homeschooling if that's not possible or simply not um, or, or simply not a preference. I mean, because you guys have been meeting people who have more of a preference towards like private schooling, a Christian private school education. Yeah, and I think I think the important thing there is you all you constantly you have to remember um, being a parent means you are responsible for your child's education, specifically for your child's education in the Lord, right? Um, and so if you are sending your kids to private school because you don't want to have to do the hard work of training them, that is a sin. You can't send yeah. your kids to private school. The end. You have to homeschool them if that's the reason you're doing it. Right. But but there are plenty of parents, especially in our area now where Carly and I live in Moscow, Idaho and, and around the country with similar churches that they're they're very involved in their kids lives. They are constantly making sure that they are continuing to reinforce um, their children in, in, in the Lord uh, and, and have family worship and all those other things. And because the, the school um, is basically just an extension of the church they're already a part of, right? It's all part of the same community. It's actually really helpful because they're constantly getting fed the same things, right? 
Um, they, like they go- most of the teachers go to the church, so they exactly. know them and they know that they're not teaching them something bad. <laughs> exactly. Right. They go to school and they, they get taught one thing and then they come home, they get taught the same thing. And then they go to church together on Sunday. They get taught the same thing. Right. It's a consistency across the board. Um, and so you That's don't have to unthinkable for me to think about. Uh, I know. Right. Connor, I thought so too, until we moved here. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not trying to say no, 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 I yeah. like am doubting that. Yeah. I'm just saying like that idea is just so far from the reality that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of even just agreeing with churches. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like that would be an incredible situation. But no, but apparently like people in the CREC, like this is just a thing that has happening everywhere, right? This is a movement of churches that have attendant schools and they do this all over the country, all over the world. Um, so it's just that they don't make a huge deal about it. They're not super big or anything. They're just quietly plodding along in the background doing God's work, right? <laughs> so And CREC stands for? Um, Communion of Reformed Evangelical Churches, I believe. I think so yeah yeah so it's it's most of them are presbyterian like it's more like it's a presbyterian denomination um but technically you can be like a part of the crec and be like a reformed baptist church there there were a few of those um so it's it's a little bit more broad the way that it's structured than just being presbyterian um but so there's a pretty wide gamut between like Reformed Presbyterian and like Reformed Baptist and other similar sort of like more leaning towards Anglican, a little bit more leaning towards, toward maybe not Lutheran, but like um, maybe the like um, like Dutch Reformed, you know, those sorts of things. Like there's there's kind of it's kind of an amalgamation of of churches, um, but they, it's mostly yeah Presbyterian in in nature. But uh, yeah. Right. So and, and that's the situation. If if you're part of that sort of situation, then yeah, for sure. All out, do it. Right. That that can be incredibly helpful to you. Um, it can help you maxim it can help you and your wife maximize the amount of like uh work that you can do in other areas of your life. Um as but as long as you just have to make sure that you, it's never a cause for laziness, right? It's never I'm doing this because I'm selfishly wanting more time away from my kids um, or I, ha- I have to do less work to train them up in righteousness. If that, if that's the reason you've already failed, move on. <laughs> right. And I, and I would say there's a great danger even then, even if everything is perfectly aligned theologically, I would still say there's a huge danger. If the majority of the time that your kids spend is away from you learning from other people um, and then coming home and having to do homework and not being able to have time with their family. I would still say there's a huge danger there. I think of um, the kids that would come to youth group um, from Rock County Christian School right. when we were in high school. Um, they were supposed to not have homework certain nights if they went to a youth group um, and their teachers would still give them homework. And so sometimes they wouldn't come to youth group or sometimes they would come to youth group and be like, I have so much homework. I have to leave right away or whatever, because my teachers didn't respect the rule that we were. And it's like, I just think of that situation alone where it's like, I don't have time to go to this one thing once a week for an hour or two. And it's like, I can't imagine being the parents of these children and thinking that even though they're getting a Christian education, I have enough time to facilitate a familial relationship with them, yeah. much yeah. less do family worship and be able to teach them yeah. and make sure that what they're learning and how they're acting at school, that I'm the one who's in charge and I'm able to discipline my children if they're doing something wrong or their attitude or behavior or what, literally whatever. Yeah. So I'd still say there's a huge danger there yeah. depending on the priorities of the of the school mm-hmm. and whether or not they prioritize the family unit yeah. um, regardless in terms of time. But, but that, I mean, that's an important thing to, to, to point out about this though, is that because they are privately funded schools, right. they have to, right? Because they are being paid by the people that send their kids there. So if, yeah. if they, if their kids 
if they, if they if these Christian parents aren't getting what they want out of the school, they will not send their kids there, right? And and there are plenty of other options for these parents. So and that's that's the benefit of a private school situation because you have that uh, specifically one that isn't tied to the government in any way, which is the case for for schools I hear because I know that you, there are a lot of private Christian schools that get money from the government, which is not a good thing. Um, it be, Things are not entirely private. <laughs> exactly. And, and they don't have that. They don't have the same uh, incentive to provide quality education to um, to the children and in the way that the parents want. Right. Um, there's a certain expectation in this community and in communities like this in, in Moscow um, that this is the sort of thing we want to do with our kids. And so if the school isn't providing that, well, then something has to change. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I still think my preference as a future parent and as a Christian um, is going to be homeschooling um, simply because of the direct guiding and training that I can do with my kid. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I still think that's probably where I would still encourage parents to go. Like that's the yeah. direction that I would encourage them to do. Um, I won't judge a parent who chooses differently in that area. Um, but, and, and I'll, again, I, we don't have kids. So like, this is coming from a guy who's just seen the effect that, that these sorts of situations can have on my peers, right. In, in the past and, and watching the dangers there. Um, but obviously I don't have the, um, the hands-on experience of a parent yet. So take it with a grain, with a grain of salt. Uh, one, one, uh, technical annoying person uh correction of you wouldn't condemn somebody for choosing differently than you but but you would be judging them oh yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah yeah. Condemning them. <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't condemn them i would judge rightly and say i still you know in most situations i still think you should rather do this um right but i can well, do that but that. i can do that without causing division or whatever right. to a brother in christ right that's just yeah. a yeah, in the same way that I would say you shouldn't baptize your babies until they make a profession of faith, uh, right. but I can still, I have no problem with any. I mean, I literally go to a Presbyterian church, so. <laughs> right. Um, and then something that Mickey brought up as well is like, it's it's still even in those situations, you still might not know about certain issues because you mm-hmm. just aren't there, like yeah. you, you aren't present, and so it's very difficult to trust that okay these people have my kids best interest at heart what they're being taught is sufficient with what i'm teaching them and just like making sure they're not sinning in secret and getting away with it uh those types of things that it's it's still tricky there um because you're you just aren't there you just don't know and so you could say you know well you have the choice and you have the ability to say well, I'm not going to have my kid be sent here any longer because of X, Y, and Z. But if you aren't aware because you aren't going to school with them, um, it's still a tricky situation. So I, I, I would say on top of all of those like notes and things we brought up, I feel like all three of our stances, well, and should, I should say Mickey's as well, um, would be that you should homeschool as the first, um, as your first choice kind of a thing um but again we wouldn't condemn a christian for sending their kids to a good solid christian private school they are aware of what's being taught they are involved as much as they can be um and their reasoning is not selfish or foolish or naive or ignorant or any of those things oh yeah yeah what mickey said is if they're if their goal is to have a good career and a big house especially for a woman Yep. If yeah. if they want to send their children to public school so they can have a career, or or even just a Christian private school, that is sinful and you need yeah. to repent. And yeah. I'm not afraid of saying that, and I'm not afraid of being crucified. Me by either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. One one thing to to bring up then. Uh. So Chad in chat. Um. He has a, a specific instance. He so he said I was. I have a specific case where one of my pastors, another pastor's wife, the deacon and his wife, and a member of my church all work at a public charter school where they have hands-on time, hands-on time with their children every day. I think that is one exception where I've seen that a family makes good use of the public education system. And I, I don't know the specifics of the school itself. And there are certainly still small public schools and charter schools that still 
haven't been completely invaded by secularism yet. Uh, they, they'll still exist. So obviously there are, there can be exceptions to any rule. Um, and this seems like it could be one of them. I don't know the specifics of the situation, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the main thing is, are you doing something because, uh, well, two, two things, right? Uh, are you actually giving your children a, a Christian education and not compromising by supplementing it with a with an education that is going to take like specifically denigrate the one you're trying to give your kids right um and then two are you sending your kids to a school situation because you're selfish and you want to have more time to yourself um Mm -hmm. if if neither of those two things are true then you're probably okay Uh, again every situation is different And, and in that situation i don't want to in that specific situation that chad brings up i don't want to judge where i literally don't know the details um or condemn them in any way especially if it's a pastor or a deacon um but i would say it's very dangerous to um think that christians should be a part of a system that is inherently flawed built upon the backs of theft taxation yeah and um that they think that they are being a good witness in an environment where if they mention god they can possibly lose their job or uh be criticized or condemned for it and so they have to quiet they have to very quietly and um uh what's the verse uh the verse that everybody abuses um Give me context. No, not Joshua 16, but that's that's a good that's a good one that people have used. Um, the idea of live your life, and then people will ask you for the reason that you have. Oh, the reason this, for the hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second Peter, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, First Peter three oh, fifteen. First Peter. Uh, but in your heart, sanctify. Oh, in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Right. And so people will take that to mean, well, I'm just living my life and the people are coming to me and asking me for the reason. I I wasn't trying to misquote that on purpose. I was trying to show the the very real difference between how people take that verse to mean and what the verse says as you heard it. Um, to be like, well, I'll live my life as a good person, yep. as a public school teacher, and if these students are able to come to me on their own outside of school, I can then be a Christian and preach the gospel to them and disciple them and all those things. But in the classroom setting, they're not allowed to do that. So again, like a charter school, maybe that's different. So who knows the details of that situation? Yeah, I think sometimes it is uh, from the charter schools I've known, known about. Yeah. So, so by all means, that could be a great situation. And then... I would say whatever. Um, uh, just don't go against your conscience kind of a thing. But yeah. I would say there are biblical grounds to say Christians should abandon the public school system yep. if you're a public school yeah. teacher. Um, it's it's. I would say it's like going to a church that you know preaches heresy and you're thinking, well, I'm here to fix the church. Um, and I'm just going to subtly and passively, slowly start to try to move things in the right direction. I would say... Not necessarily you're in sin, but you're a fool and you're yeah, ignorant. Because it won't work. Well, if, if there's heresy being preached, then I would say, yes, you are in sin. Right. Uh, but if it's just, you know, it, it's just not quite biblical enough and they're, they're making, you know, these mistakes such and such, I would say, at the very least, you're a fool and you should leave this situation. So I would say the same thing for a pastor that's teaching at a public school. I would say you're a fool and you, you are wasting your time when you should be being a pastor. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's obviously there's the other side of it, which is, um, I mean, just specifically speaking on that point, and it's obviously a tangent, but like um, if a, if a pastor doesn't have, maybe I don't even want to go on that tangent. Never mind. I'm just going to ignore that. I would like to clarify that when I say fool, I mean the biblical Proverbs definition of a fool. I don't mean that as a, uh, de- uh, denigration. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I did want to bring up besides that, though, is um, I think it's just it's important to remember what the passage is actually speaking of here, right? Um, in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for reason for the hope. That that word there is apologia, 
um, which is is like a, a, a defense on trial. Like you're you're on trial and you're giving a, a, like a defense for your life, right? That's the sort of situation that it's referring to. It's not referring to this kind of like you can interpretive dance your way through life and the gospel will somehow be shared with people. Um, <laughs> this is a, this is the sort of situation. Oh, Describe that. Yeah, right. The the situation that's being described here is you are living your life as a Christian, explicitly as a Christian, wherever you go, and then when people attack you for being a christian then you have a reason defense to say i have hope you don't here's why right, right. um this is why but i am living don't my life willingly put our children in situations where they're forced to defend themselves when they don't even fully know how to exactly and especially for like for baptists like it's yeah if you are the sort of you know if you're, if you're a and i say this like very affectionately if you're a baptist Right. If you're like the kind of person who is like deep Baptist, Armenian, like this is my life, that's sort of like evangelical, right? Like, you know, we're baptizing babies, totally not a thing you would do, you know, anything like that. Like we have to you have to confess that Lord is latest Lord to say or that Lord that Jesus is Lord and Jesus. then you're saved, right? Uh, but until that point you're not, then unless your kids have explicitly confess jesus as lord and are living that out why would you even think to send them to public school and i guarantee you most kids when they are five and they're going to kindergarten they haven't confessed jesus as lord and if they have they probably didn't mean it so they, yeah. they don't know they don't know what jesus as lord means exactly I mean, most most Christians today don't know what Jesus is. Yeah. Right. So, so if your children are like explicitly, I can understand a little bit more if like a, and I, this would be inconsistent in a different way. But if a Presbyterian, mm -hmm. for example, was like, my children are a covenant, there's your covenant children, and I'm sending them right. to this school to be a, a light and a witness because they are already Christians, you know, that would be it, it would be inconsistent in a different way. But I could understand at least the level of like they, they actually believe they are Christians as opposed to a Baptist who pr knows by their own theology that their children aren't yet. Well, I don't think Presbyterians would make the argument that their baptized children are Christian. No, 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 no. no. I know what you mean. I know. What you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm just saying like I could understand it a bit more if a Presbyterian was to send their kids to a public school with the same sort of line. Um, so Presbyterians have a better excuse. Yeah. But if you're a Baptist, don't even think about it. <laughs> but unfortunately, but it's it's mostly the Baptists. Presbyterians who do this. are more consistent with their own theology in that. But I was I was gonna I would say I I I feel like a lot less Presbyterians even send their kids to public school though. Um, exactly across yeah. the board. Uh, so it's just one of those. Presbyterians is a much more in depth understanding of theology to begin with, whereas Baptists. Well, oh, and Baptists is a bigger Baptist. category anyway. Yes. Yeah. Right. I guess Presbyterian technically is too, but when I say Presbyterian, <laughs> I mean Reformed Presbyterian. Where when I say Baptist, I don't necessarily only mean Reformed Baptists. Right. Um, so I guess there's a there's sides on either. Never mind. There's a lot of nuance here. Yeah. But that's irrelevant. <laughs> I'm making a lot of blanket statements without much nuance. So forgive me. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where you have to like really take take a look, face value of what you're actually doing. Um, and how and, and why it's inconsistent with the worldview you, you claim to maintain, um, right? If your children aren't Christians, they should not be sent to a place where they can continue to be trained not to be Christians. Uh, and it's inconsistent to to believe that they're, your Christian are going to be missionaries when they don't even they they probably don't even know Jesus as Lord yet. Um, so, yeah. And, and, and what the one the reason I actually brought up this in the first place, the verse again, was because we were talking about Christians teaching in the public schools. And I think it's, it's also something to be said, right? This verse it directly applies to that, because if you are a if you're trying to be that sort of Christian who lives your life um, under, under the radar, right, where you're a Christian, but people really don't ever notice it because you one, you live like the world does. That's one mm -hmm. of the big ones, right? You you watch all the same movies, you listen to all the same music, you tell all the same dirty jokes. Um, who cares if you confess Jesus is Lord, you're lying. Um, but then beyond that, if you're you know in a situation where you're teaching in the public school and you're specifically like 
t- taking a, a step back where you could take a step forward and actually be explicitly Christian in your workplace. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously there's, there's like a certain level of you're working for a different, for a company or like for, or for the government or whatever, for a school, whatever it is, you're working for a, like a, a school district and they have certain workplace policies, right? So there's obviously going to be certain policies where it's like, you can't say these sorts of things to the kids. You can't like teach religion as if like it's true, like your religion as if it's true or whatever. But I, I guarantee you, even with those sorts of things in place, I bet you there's a million and one things you could say and could do that would be perfectly okay. And even if they even if the people like, you know, that are perfectly within the rules, I should say, even if they aren't OK with the people you work for. Um, and I think you just need to be willing to do to to push the buttons there. Right. And say, hey, I'm explicit. Like, I'm a Christian. This is how I live my life. If you don't want to hire me, that's fine. If you want to fire me, that's fine. This is how I'm going to live my life. And, it, and if you're not willing to do that, then. I'm not sure how you're going to survive when. America is a communist state. So, <laughs> right? Like if if all you if you what you care about more is being explicitly is is explicitly having money versus explicitly being Christian, um then your priorities are already messed up in the first place. So you could you could quite literally make an accusation against somebody of not being a Christian at right. that point. Exactly. And then you wouldn't have an apologia because you would yeah. have failed already. Yeah, I mean, if it literally comes down to your motivation is about money rather than being a Christian, uh, there's a there's a there's a passage in Scripture where a rich man comes to Jesus and Jesus says, "Give up your money," and he says, "No," and he walks away very sad because he had great uh, wealth. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you could make a one to one story correlation here is if you would prefer to have a specific career rather than obeying scripture when it comes to how you handle your family and your job uh repent and believe the gospel because you might not be saved so one of the things i think is actually really interesting so something i just learned today this will be in a canon calls episode pretty soon actually tomorrow uh so that i edited today um and uh, Jake McAtee interviews a guy who wrote a book called The Makers versus the Takers. Um, and it's basically this guy going through the Gospels and explaining the economics of Jesus, like wh- why he said the things he did and what he was actually saying in historical context to specific people. And one of the things that the, basically the, the overarching thing that the guy was like arguing for his thesis was when Jesus talks, to, when he, Jesus like condemns people for having wealth. It is always because they had wealth through politics is because they were a politician and they got money through dishonest gain. He never says to anyone who was like an entrepreneur or just a good businessman that your wealth, like your wealth is wrong. Like never even hints at that. He actually gives many analogies that are like um, uh, very, very um, respectful or not respectful, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rich people are seen in a positive light. Yeah, in that sense, right? If they're working hard and they earn the money. The prodigal son. And so I feel like this actually directly relates to this exact topic because the rich ruler in that instance, he was an archon. He was actually a politician. He was a senator, basically. He was a, he was a politician of, of uh, uh, Israel. And so when Jesus said, like, you you have to give up your wealth and follow me. He was literally it's as if Jesus was telling the public school teacher who has so much union benefits. the The average public school teacher in America makes like sixty thousand dollars. That's the average public school teacher in America. Um, there's it, it's it's kind of actually ridiculous the the kind of like specific benefits and protections that like public school teachers have. And I know people complain all the time about like the teachers aren't getting their fair due, but that's just not statistically true. Um, and it's, li- it's literally as if they, they can't say that. And at the same time, say the poverty level is, uh, is the way that it is. Yep. They can't say the poverty level is such and such, but teachers don't make enough money. Making <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it's like, as if, as if Jesus was saying to the public school teacher in this instance, right? If you're not willing to give up your nice tenure, 
in this government school because you're not willing to stand up. You're not willing to to explicitly confess me as Lord because you know that you will lose your job because the government doesn't the government is your Lord. Right. If you're not willing to do that, then you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's the it's basically it's very, very similar situation. Um, People people always ask the question. I mean, I remember being a kid and being like, well, what happened if a gunman came in here and, and put a gun to your head and said, do you believe in Jesus? Would you say yes or would you say no? And it's like, that's the big thing is, would you die for Jesus? But what about, would you give up your job for Jesus and uh, yeah. live a life, keep, keep continuing living without that job? Um, yeah. is, is, that, is that good enough for you? Um, can you worship God? in that way and in, in something that takes longer than just saying yes and then dying. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, right. These, these situations we're presenting are general situations. Um, we don't know the details of every, of every situation. I'm sure that there are Christians out there who are public school teachers who are fantastic people living for the Lord and are explicitly Christian in the context that they are have available to them. I know those people exist. Um, right. right. This isn't for you. But if you are the type of person who gets frustrated or angry when we say these things, you might be the person we're talking to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you will know if you have selfish motivations behind not doing things that are explicitly Christian. <laughs> and and you are essentially the only person who can know yeah. for certain what your motivations are. Um, so if if things like this anger you then it's important to examine your faith to see whether or not you were in the truth. Um, because if, if, it, if uh, something is making you angry, well, why is it making you angry? Is it because you are participating in this sin? And that's important to uh, address, even if it is, even if it is hard or even if it hurts your feelings doesn't necessarily mean that what somebody's saying is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other last thoughts that we have on this? Uh, I did have a thought, and I don't remember what it was now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we like didn't touch on that we should have. Um, obviously, homeschool. We we would still say best option. Um, I would go for that, <laughs> right? Like because you have direct access to your kids 24 7 um you are teaching them yourselves um and in most situations this is probably going to look like um you know the the woman staying home and the, the wife staying home and, and and being a mom and and a homeschool mom to their their kids uh, because the dad would be providing for the family um but there also are plenty of situations where either the dad can work from home or whatever else and there can be more direct uh help there and also obviously in any sort of homeschool situation both parents are going to be involved in some way just by necessity um mm -hmm. for for us like our dad was our principal right whenever whenever we did something wrong in school work if we weren't doing what we we're supposed to do then we got sent to dad and he straightened us out so yeah a couple of a couple of closing thoughts for me is i would say even if you are homeschooling you can still fall into the same sorts of sins true yeah. Um, you can still not be spending enough time with your children, mm -hmm. not be doing family worship, um, not teaching your children scripture, um, not not allowing your children to. Um, I mean, just just not teaching your children the truth and being lazy or any types of those things, um, not being diligent about what your children are being taught with the homeschool curriculum. Yeah, that you that's what I was going to say. Or yeah. online to what or whatever it was. True. Very true. Yeah, so you you can fall in the same sorts of sins, um, but just another verse to kind of tie that up to to hopefully um, justify, I guess you could say, why um, we are so extremist. We we are uh, we are such extremists on this position, and that we're is the only on way. Many that <laughs> What's that? We're extremists on many positions. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously we wouldn't call ourselves extremists except yeah. for the culture is so different and the Christian culture is so different than what we believe that people call us extremists for these things. It's actually really funny. Um, I heard um, one of our friends in here in Janesville uh, was uh, over at some like 
older person's house from a, a different church or whatever. And that I had no, I, I don't, I don't know who it is. I'm not friends with them on Facebook or anything like that. But, uh, um, she ended up telling me that, uh, this, this woman was like, Oh yeah. Like that Connor person. Yeah. Like on his Facebook, he had such extreme beliefs against public school. And that was so crazy. And she was just like, Oh yeah. Wow. And I was just like, so there are people I don't even know who are like, yeah, that Connor person, his extreme views of homeschooling and public school, like those what e- in the world? Those extreme views were actually the norm from the most of human history. So yeah. in your face. <laughs> um, but, but to just kind of justify the extreme position we have, um, it, not only the, those other verses we were talking about before um, that give explicit direction for parents to raise their children and not the public school system. Um, and, and I would just say, if, um, if you want to justify the way you live with um, sending your children to public school, um, then prove it with scripture. Don't say, don't say well, scripture, yeah. scripture doesn't say explicitly we can't do this, because we're saying it does. So show me scripture where you are justified in sending your children to a public school system, and that still fits the requirements of the passages we've been reading about training up your children in righteousness and the fear and admonition of the Lord. Um, you have to find scripture where this, that sort of education is something that brings children into the fear and admonition of the Lord. And I also say, if you don't believe that, or if you actually believe that the education children are getting at a public school is somehow compatible with the fear and admonition of the Lord, um, type of education, then you need to go to your public school and you need to start asking some questions. You need to attach a camera to your child and see what is going on at these schools and what is allowed and what is being um, taught. And if you actually believe that, you are very ignorant because children are indoctrinated at public schools. And that is incompatible with the Christian worldview. Um, but But the verse that's coming to mind of why we're so extreme on this point, especially in terms of salvation. First um, Timothy five, eight says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his, of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So if, if you're a Christian parent and you are not providing your children a Christian education and your reasoning is you are more concerned about your career or more concerned about your free time or more concerned about having enough money to afford all of the uh, TV channel services that you uh, and and your wife or your husband love to be able to enjoy, Um, whatever it is, you know, if you like to eat out a lot, any of those things, and you're saying, I, you know, I have to work this much. We can't send our, or can't homeschool our children. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough time. Any of those things. If, if that is your excuse, well, then you are not providing for your children and you're worse than an unbeliever. And you can make that argument because scripture commands parents to give their children a Christian education, to raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, um, and to not uh, neglect their children or provoke your children to anger is what uh, Ephesians chapter six says, um, which would be the other scenario we were talking about earlier. Yep. Probably a good place to end. And, and again, if, if you, if you disagree with these things, uh, challenge us and we can mm-hmm. go and disagree with me <laughs> the podcast and yeah. we can and we can talk through these things um, please don't just be angry and uh, talk behind our backs about how evil and hateful we are uh, like that one older lady did and this, that got back to me um, if, if you have an issue with what we're saying please let us know and we can have a conversation about it and maybe um, you know it can be a fruitful conversation rather than just um, taking your your understanding from this episode of the podcast and going on and denouncing us mm-hmm. to all of your Christian friends. Yeah. Uh, it would be really funny if 
you know, a year in the year, two years in the future, the podcasts have turned into, we say something controversial on the Christian artist. And then the next week we have a disagree with me about it or someone comes on and talks <laughs> yeah. to us about it. Oh, that'd be great. Just a constant back and forth. People listen to it. That would be that funny. People consistently disagreed with us on everything. I know. Yeah. Well, the way things are looking, it'd be people from Japan. That's true. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we get, we'll get a bunch of those people. Uh, anyway, yeah, if you do want to talk to us about this episode or any other, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian artist show or at our website at Christian artist show.com. Um, I was going to say, yeah, that's the fun new announcement. Obviously you can check out my discord server. It's going right now. We, people have been in there chatting about the episode as we speak. Really? Um, yep. Chad's been chad was messaging some cool. someone about uh, uh well he he wrote something that i'll share with you off screen uh that he was like connor must be reading my dms because apparently he's like talk have a private conversation with someone about something that you <laughs> said and it was like i agree 100 with what he just said basically oh very um, cool but uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and drop the link in the in twitch chat right now and obviously it will be on the link to this episode both on your favorite podcatcher and on youtube so wherever you find this episode, you will also be able to find the link to the Discord. Please come join us. We've got lots of fun things going on there. Lots of good conversations and more to come for sure. So that is it from us. Um, yeah, I think, uh, we're out. Go preach the gospel, die and be forgotten. There you go. Adios.